guys. Welcome again to another episode of Unemployed Commentators. On today's episode, we have a guest, Kayla Bushy. She is training for the Olympics in the triple jump. Uh, I'm so happy to have her. She's very knowledgeable. This was almost like a triple jump for dummies. That's why we called this episode Triple Jump for Dummies. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to her, my co-host. Uh, we learned a ton uh, from Kayla on this episode, so hopefully you guys can... Uh, be more appreciative of her sport and her craft um, and if you'd like to um, support her and other independent athletes man there's a lot of people really trying to chase their dreams and um, we think that's essentially what the American dream is here so hopefully you guys uh, enjoy some from this episode so stay tuned take a listen don't uh, click out of your browser right now or if you're listening to your podcast right now don't click out stay tuned listen to the rest of it uh, please enjoy our guest Kayla Bushy What's up, everybody? It's your boy G Baby with G Millie. Do you like G Millie, Gary Miller? I'll go with G Millie. We'll go with that. All right, I like we're G Millie. We got we got our guest. We got to give her a nickname too. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. But I, we need to formally introduce her to her the government show. name. Her government. Her government name. name. Yeah. So she is going to be competing at the triple jump too, or what? Is it triathlon? Triple jump. Triple jump. Triple jump. Triple jump. Sorry. I should have done a lot more research. It's been a long day. It's her government name is Kayla Bushy, but we call her K Bush. What's up, Kayla? How you doing? She's got a better name. She's Killa Bushy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Straight Killa. Killa Bushy. I like that one. Yeah. Killer B, Killer B. Let's call her Killer B. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I got to keep the bushy. I had to live through it in high school, so now I feel like I just got to own it. Yeah, for sure, dude. After going through that with high school, I was like, I'm keeping it. Like, Yeah, my nickname in high school was Five Head. Because <laughs> <laughs> my forehead's so big. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show, Kayla. How are you doing today? I'm really good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we. I think it's super dope. Like Kayla is probably one of the best athletes I, I, I know in my life. She started out as a college volleyball player, correct? I did. Yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> then you were getting, then you started doing uh, multiple events in track as well. Like you did a bunch, right? You said I actually did the HEP in college, which is kind of like every thing you can do in track, except for what I'm doing right now. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, hell yeah. I guess, like, my question, too, is, like, when do you start to specialize as, like, an Olympic-level athlete, too? I am completely the opposite of yeah. what you are supposed to do, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. Most people, especially track, they kind of know, like, their parents will know from a young age, kind of like gymnastics, like, oh, you're really fast, or you're really good with this, or maybe their parents were Olympians. Mm-hmm. And I was the kind of kid who I either wanted to be the president or I wanted to be an Olympic sand volleyball player. And I didn't love politics and I didn't get tall enough. So I kind of went through college <laughs> and I was in my senior year of college and I did an internship where, you know, you're supposed to get a real job. And I sat at a desk for three months from nine to five and I wanted to die. I was like, I cannot sit at a desk and do this. And I'm like, I still feel like I have all this potential that I haven't used up because there just wasn't a ton of coaching at the time, especially you think in a college, you get a lot of coaching, um, but not for my events. And so 
uh, three months before I graduated, I said, you know what, I'm going to become a professional athlete. And so I kind of Googled and like, how do you become a professional <laughs> <laughs> And the first thing, the first step was like, you know, make sure you find an environment where you can train in a coach. So about six or seven days after graduation, I moved out to Tennessee and I trained for like a year and a half with a developmental group. And then I moved uh, around a few places. And then now I'm actually back in our college town uh, by Augustana. So I can afford to train and not have to work like 80 jobs. So yeah, that sounds amazing. Right. Um, I, I think it's kind of interesting too, because you're someone who's just like, Hey, like you said, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm not going to wait for anybody to, and I have all this untapped potential. Um, me and John, we're both comics. So we, a lot of time people are like, how do we get into that? And like you just said, just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Yeah. We're just like, oh, how do you do a podcast? Uh, we'll figure it out. We don't know. <laughs> I think that's like one of the biggest things that stops people is that they feel like they're supposed to, like you're supposed to feel good or you're supposed to like have all these things stacked up in your favor. Mm -hmm. And it's really like, I mean, you guys know, it's really just getting started, being mm -hmm. uncomfortable, like bombing, having terrible track meets, and then eventually things start to move. Like, yeah. <laughs> For real. I'm always uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think that's my anxiety talking. <laughs> and and uh, Jean, Jean, he's been trying to get me into competing in jiu-jitsu, but he competes in jiu-jitsu too. Um, yeah, dude. Start already. Yeah. Dude, but and that's that's the thing. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe we'll see. But bro, your hips are gonna get used to it. You know what it is? I'm gonna have Kayla uh, try to get me to do triple jump, and then you try to get me to do jujitsu. We'll see who wins. Yeah, for sure. I think you're gonna be a more <laughs> successful triple jump. I feel like you're very fast, dude. Dude, I think I can get two feet. Yeah, for sure. How tall are you, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you, Gary? Uh, about short. You know. Same. I'm like sh short foot too. I'm so short. I, I'm so short. I went on a date and a girl pulled out a tape measure to measure me to verify it. <laughs> That's how short I am. Did that really happen? Yes. Oh my God. I thought that was like a lie. Dude. <laughs> no, dude. I would have laughed. Dude, well, I was like, okay, if she's gone this far, I should stay and see what else. Like, it was no. just insult after insult. Just, no, Gary's like, he's like, no, this is good material for my set on set. Yeah. It totally, it totally was. I was like, this is brilliant, dude. You're a terrible wife material, but this is great. <laughs> Bro, one girl asked me if I get benefits. I'm like, benefits for what? She's like, well, you are legally like a small person, right? I'm like, Jesus, I'm just five foot four. <laughs> like i don't even get benefits so, so kayla empathizes because she's uh she's not tall enough for volleyball for there's something there no <laughs> i was so tiny i was like you put me on middle position and these girls are like six foot three and i have to like jump up before yeah. they even like hit the ball and i smashed in the face so many times i was like uh -huh. not How, do you do you think that's transition into your triple jumping volleyball yeah i think just doing like a whole bunch of sports in high school because i did volleyball basketball and track in high school yeah and going over to college people are usually burnt out mm -hmm. and instead i was like really developed in a whole bunch of like lateral cross movements so i didn't have to worry about injuries so like yeah. my learning curve got sped up because i got to do a whole bunch of stuff whereas most people they'd have to like really develop a whole bunch of little things before they could even try the big stuff so it's kind of like just get thrown in there. Yeah. 
See, and you sound like, a, I think there's a lot of people, especially with our generation, who are just year-round sports, too, just putting kids in, like, baseball or football just year-round. And I feel like you're someone who, like like a Christian McCaffrey, too, who can go against the grain and be like, I did all these sports, and look what I'm doing now. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't see why not. I think some of the best advice that I ever got from someone was they said, number one, everything always looks better in slow motion. doesn't matter mm. what it is. So if you're going to compare yourself, don't do it in slow motion. Mm. And the number two thing is that almost every world record that's set is set when people are in their 30s because they have the body and they also have the master of like their mind and they actually mm-hmm. know how their body feels. It's the prime. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I, that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, my prime is going to be when I'm 30 to 35. But I got time. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, something uh, Gio talked about our last podcast, like MMA fighters really in like their early 30s starting to hit their peak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they got that grown person strength. Yeah. I think, I think, and you're, you're someone too, who's kind of, you've touched on like the psychology and the training too. Like, how do you think you've grown with your psychology? Well, after I left the developmental group, I was by myself for a solid two years of just training by myself, like videotaping every rep, going back to look at the videotape. Um, it is incredibly lonely. Um, and if you don't like who you are and you're going home at night at the end of the day, and you're looking at yourself jumping into some dirt, like mm-hmm. you have to really start to like who you are and what you're doing. And I think it's so funny because I feel I feel like a little kid. Like I go to these meets and I rent cars and I'm like, I can't believe someone just let me go rent a car and go do this. <laughs> um, but I think it's like that mix of like still enjoying the process, but also knowing who you are at the end of the day. And that is like helped me grow a ton. Mm. And it's just like little things about remembering like not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. Like just those little cliche things that you think, like you read on the back, like post-it notes and stuff, but they're really true. And it's, you know, you can stack them on top of each other. You can have something special. I feel like uh, two things this podcast has really been talking about uh, a lot. Gio has touched on a lot on cancel culture. Um, I've touched every episode on Tiger Woods somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I feel like, feel like as an athlete too, like especially when you're trying to make the Olympic team too, I mean, you probably have to deal with a lot of naysay um, and kind of crapola, you know what I mean? So kudos to you. I think like you had a post recently I really liked. It was talking about just fucking do it. Like don't worry about being a perfectionist. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing. No, 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 you're fine. Just, it was like I was in the airport and I was like, you know what? I'm so often, I feel, especially like athletes, or even if you're, when you're trying to be better than average at anything, it doesn't have to be sports. Um, I think there comes a time in your life where you're not going to have many friends and your family might not really agree with what you're doing. And you have people who are telling you like, you know, it's time to get a job. It's time to do this. And you're trying to perfect something that is so niche. Like, (laughs) and so at some point, uh, an analogy someone told me, they're like, if you really hold something super, super tight, it's going to seep out of your hands. But if you could just relax a little bit, you can hold more. And so that's what I've been trying to like kind of put in my training now. So it can't be about perfection. It has to be about doing as much as you can. Right. It's almost like the person who slows down the least wins, not the person who can run the fastest. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's like the tortoise and the hare, Gio. Yeah, man, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a tortoise for sure. <laughs> great, great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so shall we start this video while we uh, keep on? Absolutely, chatting? man. So yeah, now while we have yeah something to uh, kind of give us a background out. I'm I'm excited to watch this because a lot of times when I watch sports I don't have never played before I'm like I have no idea what's going on but that looked really cool <laughs> so now I have somebody who's like hey teach us this so, yeah I've never watched triple jump in my life I'm excited yeah. I've seen highlights yeah so if you guys are ready we'll we'll start this video up yeah we're ready cool cool let's rock alrighty. What I love too is like the sponsorship. Like if you got like for like best first cantina media or unemployed commentators on the back for an Olympian shirt, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you made it. Yeah, dude. We should have it in hoodies. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's our athlete right there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really, really tiny on a jersey. Tiny, yeah. tiny. Like no yeah. one can tell. <laughs> yeah, they have rules. Like you can't have a logo above two inches by two inches. Because then oh. The entire event it's, is sponsored by like a Nike or an Adidas or something like that. Because most of the sponsorship money goes to the event and then the event chips off pieces of money for the athletes. Mm. So almost about, about 90% of athletes live below the poverty line. Damn. So you have to go out and secure your own sponsorship. So yeah, you better enjoy that two inch. <laughs> <laughs> it's our time, Gary. This is our time. This is our time, dude. We're, well, like I said, we've already started sponsoring some NAIA football team. One. Really? So, yeah. Uh, Kansas was in football. Um, which shout out to them. Stevie Williams was on the sports center top 10 uh, last night. So good for him. Very nice. Oh um, yeah. Gary, yeah. congrats. Oh yeah, that's that's good for us, baby. Yeah, I know, bro. Even though we're unemployed, we still find ways to give people money. Hell yeah, man! Get me out of my day job, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of calling weed medicine, bro. Dude, I just <laughs> you want some medicine. <laughs> I just sound like a creepy old man every time I offer it. I I can't hey, wait. Hey, kids, you like... want some medicine? <laughs> can't wait till there's like sponsorship, just legal weed. Like yeah. a big old pot leaf on an athlete shirt. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> like Manchester United has a big old pot leaf. It's going to get that way. CBD is really big this year. I, yeah, I mean. Super, super big. It's like you'll get somebody's like, yo, dude, you tried this new DMT from Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be bad. <laughs> for, for real. I feel like they'll ruin the trip. <laughs> no, this this DMT is way different than Coke, dude. Trust me, <laughs> dude. Dude, just trust me. Just trust me, bro. <laughs> Come on, bro. Seriously, dude. Let's watch The Office, bro. Come on, <laughs> bro. Listen to MGK's pop punk album. It was good. I swear, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this, I think, this is like kind of one of the amazing parts too. I'm like, uh, the fan interaction too. Like, how close, like, some of these events. Like, I think it was, like, 98 or something like that. Somebody in the fans stabbed, like, a tennis player. He got so close. In England? Yeah, I think so. It was, like, Steffi Graf, I want to say. It's crazy, because I always feel like American fans are just really, really loud and drunk. Yeah. But, like, the European fans are just very quiet, but very dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I'm this, afraid of both. This is the one thing I, I did want to ask you about. So, like, when we talk about triple jump, I'm like, okay, there's, like, a triple jump. But I'm like, how do you gauge how to plan that, I guess? What part of it? Like, right there, like, when we're watching this replay and she's like, boom, bounding, right? Is that the correct term? What would be the correct term? So if you're just going alternate, that would be bounding. And then what she's doing right now, her foot just hit the board. And mm -hmm. so the first thing is her hop phase. She'll hit the ground to the step phase. And then the third part is the jump phase. Okay. So, so, and you're talking in the phases. So for dum-dums like myself, how would you explain that? Um, all you have to do is hit your heel to your butt once and punch your knee twice and you'll end up in the sand. Okay. Oh. So you just try to, the thing is, is that that piece of board that they're hitting, it's only eight inches. And right. so you're trying to go as fast as you can and oh. hit that eight inch piece of board and then maintain your momentum or accelerate through each one of your phases. So you can keep going faster. It's almost like if you take a ping pong ball and you throw it across the table and it bounces, mm -hmm. you don't want to lose any sort of your speed. And so when they hit the ground, you try to be really stiff and you got to like, kind of, like breathe out your air and have your core be tight every time you hit the ground. Wow. Okay. So um, you got to like synchronize your breathing. Sorry, Gio, do you have a question? Yeah, I was about to ask, are there like a lot of knee injuries when it comes to the sport? Oh, there's a lot of injuries in general. Yeah. Uh, the impact that you take is about 33 times your body weight each time you hit a contact. Uh, the world record for men, he's going, I think, 26 miles per hour. Uh, in his last 10 meters, but the stiffer you can land, what happens is um, your all that force that's going through your body, it goes straight up through your foot and all the way up through your head. And then let's say if you have a break in your body, like if your butt's poked back, that's yeah. when you get a hip injury because all of that's shooting through your hip. Or if your knee's out to the side, that's when you get a knee injury because the, the energy has to come out somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As long as you can... I mean, that's what training's for, though. I mean, every sport yeah. you get injuries. Mm -hmm. As long as, like, you're doing tons of mobility and, like, taking care of yourself, you should be pretty good. But almost every athlete has an injury in this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like how pitchers, baseball pitchers have, like, that Tommy – what was that, Tommy Jones surgery, is it called? Uh, Tommy John surgery. Tommy, Tommy John surgery, yeah. like, with the elbow. Then you have, like, grapplers who have, like, really bad hips or backs like Gary and I. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why I ask because I'm like ooh th that hurts my knees every time I look at it <laughs> I, I think what like I noticed it just it looks like such an unnatural kind of motion but I guess that's just for me never really doing it you know what I mean I would not say it's natural yeah. <laughs> it's like boom it's it looks like an exaggerated James Harden Euro step for sure <laughs> it kind of is like, it's like a sham god right yeah so <laughs> Like, it's really, I don't know. It's almost like, it sounds so stupid, but it's almost like riding a bike because your foot kind of comes up in that motion. But imagine if you took the full impact, if you, like, took a jump off of a ramp with a bike and you just took it on one leg and kept going. Ah. So you cycle in the air, hit it, boom. Cycle in the air, hit it, boom. You're like. <laughs> well, the jumps, the jumps that don't hurt tend to be the jumps that go the furthest. Wow. And then every other jump is kind of like a learning lesson and like, oh, wow, I stuck my foot out too far. Or I jammed Ugh. my ankle or something like that. Do you, do you remember that feeling like when you would jump from a high distance, like maybe you're at the playground and you land on your feet and like that shock? You yeah. Feel, like, do you ever have experience that? 
only feel that if I've done something wrong. Okay, because like I feel like once of that, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've only felt that like if I've like it's so strange. But the way you're jumping is that if you ever pause a jumper, and mm -hmm. if they're literally straight up perpendicular to the ground, they're gonna have a pretty good jump because all their forces are lined up. Okay. Now, if they're back a little bit, that's when you feel that playground stomp because you're like mm. breaking into mm. the ground. And if you're too far forward, that's when you see people eat track. <laughs> I feel like I would be the type that would eat track all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is how like me and Jay would be. We would like literally run right up until like the very end of it and just keep running through the <laughs> Did it! Did it! <laughs> oh man, that's nice question. Like when you hit your butt, is it where you landed furthest back? Yeah, like if someone falls and they like put their hand all the way back in the sand, or some girls, yeah. their hair will brush the like they have long ponytails, it'll brush the sand. Mm. That's where your mark gets measured. Holy oh, shit! Oh wow, hair is important. Hair up. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. Bun up, jump, uh, jump up, bro. Hey, dude, talking about, like, good luck pronouncing names. Give me Olympic uh, commentators. The best. The best. Yeah, the for sure. It's, like, how, how are you going to, like, get the names right all the time? They yeah. have to do their studies. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, good luck with that one. No. They get it wrong all the time. But they <laughs> just have confidence. So everyone's like, yeah, that's Bushi. Yeah. Bushi. Yeah. yeah. This is Ky Kyla Boucher. Yeah. <laughs> no, I sent a voice message to Gary. I was like, is it Boucher or is it Bushy? He never answered. And then when he introduced you, I was like, Bushy. Okay, cool. Make it fancy. I tell him, I'm like, it's just not fancy, Bushy. Bushy. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's Boucher because it's, you know. It's like Waterboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Boucher. It Kayla Boucher. This is hey. one of my favorite jumpers right there. Right here? Mm -hmm. So so what's her story? She is, I think she jumps for Portugal. Okay. Um, but I love her style because it's almost like she's like skipping rocks when she jumps. It doesn't look like it takes any effort at all. And we're the same height, so I like that. She's like Very five cool. foot six, I think. So. Yeah. And the way she landed doesn't look painful. Mm-mm. It does not hurt. The sand's about three feet deep. Damn. That's almost as tall as me. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, you're talking about like with, with motion too. There was like uh, a video of Michael Johnson and he was the archetype for sprinters for so long where they were like breaking down his running where like they would train runners that way. And I think Usain Bolt came a long way. Everybody talked about how somebody that tall should not have that much power in such a short distance. And Michael Johnson was going through the tape on him and how he just creates this torque off the gate where no one else physically can do that. Um, where I think like you're talking about your height too. I was like, I wonder how much your height affects this. Do you, if, if at all, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Height affects everything, but mm. it doesn't limit anything. Mm. So you can, like we talked about Usain Bolt. Usain yeah. Bolt, what is he, six foot five? Six, six, six yeah. 
the thing is, is like if you look at Usain Bolt's running videos, he's the last person almost always in his winning races to leave mm-hmm. the blocks because he has a longer stride to push out of the blocks. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like if you pull back a rubber band, the harder you pull it back, the faster it'll release. Mm-hmm. So like if you have people who kind of fall out the blocks and it's really choppy, then they're going to slow down later. Whereas like if you pull back that rubber band further, you're going to have a really nice speed at the end of it. Okay. So the same thing kind of goes for jumpers is that if you're taller, your hip height, you're already six inches above the ground higher than everybody else. And for every second longer, you can stay in the air. You usually gain about five to six inches of distance. Okay. So it's just like, Little things like that, but I think people get really stuck up on the part where they're like, oh, Usain Bolt looks like this. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Usain Bolt, he rolls his shoulders a lot when he runs. And that's something that him and his coach don't like. They've been trying to fix that. But people will go back and they're like, oh, Usain Bolt's the best sprinter. I need to roll my shoulders when I run. Yeah. And it's something that people are trying to fix. And so you can't, you have to look at the mechanics of what's being done rather than who's doing it. Because you're just going to have standout people, Michael Phelps, mm-hmm. Simone Biles, Usain Bolt. Whereas, yeah. like, Michael Johnson, he he arched his chest so far forward. A lot of people lock up their bags doing that. Like, yeah. So you have to find what's ever authentically your style. And then just make sure you're matching the physics with it. Because nobody's going to look like you if you're breaking records, you know. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about coaching in the future? I, gosh, people ask. So I coached at a college for the last couple years. Um, I would be open to it, but I love, I love so many other things. I just like, I feel like people have multiple lives within their life if they're lucky. And so I want to completely live out the track and field athlete life first before I dig into like a coaching life. Because the way you explained it though, just like made guys like us understand and then i can imagine like you giving just different advice to different other athletes depending on their one like their strategy and the technique and their body types so and a lot of people don't look at that when they're coaching so i'm like damn yeah that was awesome that was awesome that was awesome i was like damn a lot of these things that you said should be on a (laughs) t-shirt for sure but it's like you get the coaches like who are superb athletes and like why can't you do what i can do (laughs) oh oh my gosh there's there's some og coaches out in like arizona and they're 70 years old but because they know how to like correctly run they'll be running next to this 22 year old who's running like 10 second hundreds and practice on repeats and they're just like with their camera running next to them like good job get your knees up like it's insane <laughs> that's crazy absolute freaks For real. I, I, so here's a dumb question how many attempts do you get in this event so the rules are changing IAAF they're trying to change up and shake up some things but historically you get three jumps and prelims mm. and if you're one of your three jumps is in the top nine you get three more jumps and finals if it's a really big competition, they'll separate the day that you do prelims and finals and put a couple days in between. Otherwise, they'll do the six jumps straight through, and whoever falls below nine doesn't get to jump anymore. Okay. The new rules that they're looking at would be everybody – make sure I do this right. Everybody jumps your 
the th first three, and then if you're top three, you get three more jumps, and then whoever, no matter what you jumped in the prelims, those don't matter. And whatever you jump in those final three jumps, they're looking to do a first, second, and third place. So it's kind of like a really different thing. It's getting a lot of pushback. So we'll have to see if that carries over into the Olympics for next year. Yeah. That's crazy. She's awesome. Wow. I think she competes for Germany. She just broke like 1450. Do you guys work in meters metric at all? Uh, yeah, I work, I work both. I got a, I got a computer right here. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I would say anything over 12 meters and women's you're starting to look at somebody who has a lot of potential 13 meters, you're looking at like a junior Olympics, 14 meters, that's elite, 15 meters is world record for women. Okay. So that's 45 feet, Gio. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> Do that all in my head. Like you, don't, you don't think of it like 45 feet. Just think of it like I only have to go 15 feet three times. But if I do get it, I'm going to tell everybody it's 45 feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, did, you guys, did you guys see I jump 45 feet? <laughs> you mean 15 feet each? No, 45 feet. <laughs> 45 feet, bro. <laughs> bro, believe me, bro. I went to the fucking moon, too, bro. <laughs> Wanna watch The Office, bro? <laughs> Have you listened to MGK's new pop punk album, bro? Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> No, I just gotta say, why doesn't Tiger Woods have his own mixed drink? Because of the cancel culture. What? Arnold <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a callback right there. There you go. Good job. Yeah. Thank you, bro. This is, we're, we're milking it. We're milking yeah. it. Can. That was a splash right there. Could you imagine? Okay, so here's... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what are you going to ask, Gary? Okay, so I'm just saying, if ever they're like, all right, we're going to do like the extreme version of this, right? Jump over fucking sharks. I was about to say daggers, bro. Because right. when Something you splash, like, it's just shooting out. Right? You know? Like, I don't know if you see, like, I mean, they have the XFL. Like, they started that and they're like, all right, no coin toss. Your ball's just going to head first right into the ball. Right? <laughs> Is that what they do? Yeah, that's what they used to do in the XFL. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm saying it's insane, right? But no one, no one in their right mind ever thought that was going to happen. But let's just say some crazy ass billionaire gets a hold of this sport. <laughs> Right, Kayla. Uh, in your event, you're going to be jumping over a bunch of starved piranhas. <laughs> we got to remember, track stems, no, 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 track stems from everyday, like, survival things. Right. So you can run the fastest, you can throw something the furthest. Like, a discus used to be like a rock. A javelin used to be a spear. Triple jumping is like jumping over ponds or rivers. So everything kind of has a thing from the past. Yeah. And then there's wrestling. Which is like, who's who can tickle who? Exactly. But that's crazy. So like that quote, if you can dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball. It's like... It's true. Dude, I mean, like these triple true. jumpers, you're like, dude, if... Okay, so if I'm building like a dream team in the jungle, I got to have Caleb Bushy on my team, dude. Damn right. Right? Yeah, if you set up the runway and then you met <laughs> and you're like, okay, that's her mark. It's coming, her. <laughs> yeah. No, we can what was that like old game on Nintendo? It was like Pratfall or something where you had to like jump across. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's what, 
<laughs> All right, so we got two ticklers and one triple jumper. We yep. just need a guy that can throw things really far. Yep, yep. Or whoever person that could throw things far. And uh, what else do we need? So this – and this girl did 1344 right yeah. here. Okay. Cubana. She's a badass. She's – the Cuban jumpers jump beautifully. They hit the ground, and you'll see their knee pop up almost the same time their foot hits the ground at the same time. Damn. But they start training when they're – they're a specialty country. They start training mm. at 12, 13. Okay. So they're usually around an elite level by the time they're 17 to 19. Yeah, because they take care of their athletes over there, right? Yeah. In a way. <laughs> I mean, not the economy, but they take care of their athletes. They, they create great programs for the athletes. I'm yeah. not sure how the money works over there. Okay. Um, I don't think it's as capitalist as the U.S. where you can make your own money. Uh, usually, I think the money goes back to the country rather than the individual athlete. Yeah, for sure. Cuba's communist Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like like how how could people support you i guess we're on the topic like of money besides just straight giving you cash obviously which we can um, individually or just that yeah way? yeah like you and you and you and athletes too i think well if I could make like a major change within like the U.S., mm-hmm. I think it would be incredible to have stipends for more than just the top ten athletes in the world. Because mm-hmm. right now, the U.S. is so competitive that if you place fourth or fifth in the U.S. trials, you could have placed fourth or fifth at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Whereas like other countries, if I don't want to say that horribly. But some countries have just started their programs maybe in the last 10 years, whereas the U.S. has been doing it since, like, the 1920s. Um, but there's places in Europe that support their athletes with, you know, maybe $1,500 a month to work on something. And a lot of times in the U.S., even if you make a team, you're looking at anywhere from maybe $750 a month um, or less to get your apartment and do a whole bunch of all, like, different stuff. So it would be even incredible if colleges were more open to having athletes on their tracks if they wanted to train um, or getting unattached athletes into meets and it wasn't so hard, things like mm. that. So was it like Fo- the team Foxcatcher? They took care of the wrestlers before the guy yeah. took the uh... – Yeah, maybe not yeah. that. That, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was such a problem too. I think like if it's still kind of a problem like what Kayla's talking about, um, it would be kind of interesting too if they had like stipends based on performance too. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not top ten, you're like, hey, I hit like you're saying like twelve meters or something like that, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, here's X amount of money. That would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, I mean, but I can't, I cannot even complain because being an athlete today is so much better than it was twenty years ago, just because mm-hmm. of Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Like, people can actually yeah. watch what you're doing. Whereas, you know, even 15 years ago, you had to be the top three that a shoe company picked up to sponsor for people to know about you. Like, I think last week was the first time I had somebody want to take a picture with me, and I think I've got, like, 3,000 followers. So it's, like, it's a cool a cool thing to be an athlete right now, you know? Yeah. For sure. Right. You just made me think when you are talking about, like, when people would – get sponsored like that Dan versus Dave thing in like 92 when like Reebok invested all these things 
in these decathletes to be like, who's going to qualify? And neither of them ended up doing shit. <laughs> um, Man, sorry, keep going. No, and that, that's like the end of the thing, but it's like um, you talk about like risk, but I think you, you've done like on your YouTube channel, you talked about your entrepreneurial shit with, you know, how to make money off your Instagram and stuff with like what LeBron makes and what you makes. I don't think it's ever too early to monetize. And I Mm -hmm. think for a long time I was like, Oh, I need to have this many followers and I need to be uh, the top three in the world, this, this, and that. And then I'm looking at these athletes who are top in their category and they're broke. I'm like, there's like, there's so much that people care about the come up story more than they care about maybe supporting the person who's already on top because you can Mm -hmm. connect with that person more. And so that's what I'm really trying to do now is like put myself out there and learn about how the contracts work, how the money works to get to travel, how Europe works, how branding yourself, creating products. Like I think more athletes need to look at that development side and develop more mentally a business sense because as an athlete, your body is now a business. Like, and if you're, even when it comes to like ensuring body parts, or, you know, just little things like that that you never know about, especially maybe coming from a smaller college like ours. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes a big difference, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I think I think just in terms of, like, what you're selling, too, I think it's beneficial. Um, I, speaking as a customer, too, I mean, like, having the disc board um, and buying for an athlete and then them using it even for push-ups and stuff like that um i love what you're doing man i'm so glad you came aboard and talked with us ah thank you oh gio got any closing thoughts closing questions buddy i don't i think she answered answered every question that i had in mind already (laughs) (laughs) usually i'll be like man uh, what about this what about that now i'm just like no, I got all, those are all the questions I have. <laughs> I think this has been one of the, the the first podcasts I think that we've had an athlete explain through and through and to kind of been so informed. So we're really grateful for that. I hope it was not boring. Gosh, I feel no, like it's it was good. And my life is so wrapped up in jumping in sand. And so <laughs> I'm like making my own shoes. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, no, I mean, awesome. shit. That's the thing. Thing. We're like, we're so crazy. Like, we're thinking about jokes and shit like that too. We're like, oh, that would be funny. We're like, we just lose empathy at some point too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just like, let me not joke too much on this episode because I'm like, I'm actually learning about something, <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's like, being, it's like being in school all over again. You're like, yeah. shut up, shut up. That was a good one. Just shut yeah. up, shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Don't be the class clown today. Don't be the yeah. class clown. <laughs> Happens all the time. It always happens in like business meetings where I want to make a joke, and then I just have to tell myself like, no, no, canceled. No, I think I had a meeting once, and it was during when this COVID outbreak happened, and and this meeting is for my job. They're like, you know, the best thing you guys can do is just put some salt around the dispensary and just burn some sage just so you can like, you know, scare the COVID away. And I was just like in the background, like, are you serious? Like <laughs> this is so much material, but I can't say anything. <laughs> like watch out Fauci. I got the cure and it's sage buddy. 
Dude, I've been using my healing rock, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, what's your moon sign, bro? You're like, dude, are you infected? No, dude. Good vibes only, bro. <laughs> See, now we made it like very like Yeah, yeah. We made, made, Thanks, we made it from, yeah. <laughs> See, we ruined it, Gary. We ruined it. We ruined it. We had someone come on the show and actually inform us. <laughs> and here we are ruining it. I don't know. You guys are fine. <laughs> you guys, like, stay true to yourselves. That's all you ever need. This, this is what we need. We just need we need an athlete for the show, like Kayla, who's going to be like our Rocky. And we're just going to be like Polly, dude. Just yeah. a couple of drunk degenerates. <laughs> bro, we're in your corner. <laughs> Story of my life, bro. <laughs> All right, so I, I got my closing question. Yes. Uh, okay. If you had to bet, who do you think is going to win the October 24th fight between Justin Gagey and Khabib Nurmagomedov? Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> I have to go only with Khabib because that's the only name I know. Okay, so, okay. That's so bad. I should learn about other sports now. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, Kayla, I think he's like the favorite right now. Yeah, he, he's open at uh, I think 180. Woo! He's up uh, the favor. Yeah. See, I yeah. feel like I could be a fighter. But the minute I got hit, I just don't think I get back up. Like I think I could fight until I got hit, which is terrible. <laughs> I'm a bad fighter. Like I'm, I'd run away. Like in the oh, ring, I got tired of that. <laughs> She's the triple jumping, glass jawed phenom, Kayla Bushy. <laughs> I'd have to be one of those people who just runs straight into the person and just kicks them in the face, and then if that doesn't bring them down, I just gotta lay down. That's like, that's a lot of uh, kickboxers in the UFC, yeah, dude. Actually, that, that's just Masvidal against Askren, dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> well, I'm super impressed by fighters. I'm super impressed. I love like watching other sports because almost everything always connects, even if it's just like a roundhouse kick or just something like that. It always has like this linear thing that goes through all the sports that I love to watch. Mm. I'm even kind of excited for the CrossFit Games. all right well thank you so much kayla this was an awesome episode we learned so much um you're more than welcome anytime to come on the show just let us know we're we and we watch other sports too man like since you're such a sports fan we watch everything we're we're about to watch some uh tiddlywinks No, are I'm we? Just no. <laughs> like, are we? <laughs> and for you guys that are listening or watching or whatever you're doing with this podcast, thank you so much for staying tuned and learning with us. And remember to stay employed because we're not. Bye. Bye.
Hey, what's up? It's Gary Miller, one half of Unemployed Commentators and owner of Best Works Cantina Media. If you guys like this episode, make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, if we had a guest, be sure to follow them, check their stuff out. Um, we're always lucky. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, if you like this podcast, like it, share it, follow it. Uh, we exist because you guys allow us to exist. Uh, we're going to keep creating as long as you guys keep watching. Thank you.